Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Kara. Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show. The Central Florida Buzz is today. We are at Brew Theory in beautiful Orlando, Florida for the Central Florida Home Brewers General Membership Meeting. With me today is Mr. C.J. Ahern, uh, who is past president of the club as well as other various positions. And C.J. is here to tell us about his new beer that he's been working on. So why don't you tell us all about it, C.J.? All right. Well, it was my haven't brewed in a while because I've been working out of town. So this is my this is actually my first all grain batch I've ever done. I've always done extracts and easy the easy way out beer is what I call it. Ha ha ha. So uh, I did a Sierra Nevada clone, and uh, it was supposed to be like a pale ale, but it ended up more like the Sierra Nevada Celebration ale. I had to change the recipe a little bit because I didn't have the right hops and the right malts. So I modified it a little bit, and overall, it was my first brew with this new system I got. And I overall, it was a good a good brew day. I did have one uh, one bump in the road when I brewed, so I I had a clog it when I was transferring to the brew kettle. That's uh, because I had all my hops decided to get in front of my bazooka screen and give me a headache. But other than that, I, we worked through it, and we got about uh, about eight eight gallons. So I was supposed to get ten. But because of the the hop problem, uh, I lost a little beer. So right now, uh, I gave I gave Mike some, and everybody's been trying it. And I'm getting a lot of a lot of good feedback, and uh, I kegged it, and I co-brewed with my friend John Sailor, and unfortunately, uh, it's all gone. <laughs> wow. So, CJ, you mentioned about this new uh, system that you, you got uh, around the holidays. Why don't you tell us about, about it and what it does? Um, it's a, it was a, a gift for me from a friend. My friend dropped it off. It was from another brewer. They didn't brew anymore. It's called a, a kegel. So, basically, it's a commercial one-barrel keg, and people cut, take a, cut, saw off the top and make it into a brew kettle, mash ton. And then that was my first time uh, working with it, but overall I had a good, good uh, problem. Good, it was good for me. But again, the number one thing when you're brewing is you got to know your equipment. And it, and unfortunately, the first time you brew with it, you're not going to know it. But now moving forward, now I know the equipment and I know what I got to do, so I won't have any any bumps in the road next time I brew. I'm good to prevent that problem. I'm going to use hot bags. So the hop, the, so the hop bags. What do they do exactly? You put the hops in the hop bag, and all the, all the lick, all the little powder and stuff, it comes out of the hop bag, but it leaves all oh, the hops. There you so go. So you can, uh, so you, so it won't clog up your, uh, clog up your screen when you're trying to drain it to into your boil kettle to boil. So CJ, do you have a lot of plans for this year as far as other beers? Do you have any ideas for new beers or? Um, no, not really. I'm thinking about doing a, a Bell's Hearted Two Two Heart Ale clone next, because that's another one of my beers. And that, and you got to know when you do these clones, you, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be spot on, but it's still it's still fun. I try to copy commercial beer. So is that something you do a lot with the do a lot of clones or? Uh, I just started. That was my first clone, 
but uh, it's kind of fun. It gives you. It also helps you because I haven't been brewing that much, so I don't. I can't just come up with a recipe because I don't. I wouldn't know where to start. But w- working with rest clones gives me an idea of basic recipes, so I can down the road I can just make my own recipe and brew it and see what happens. So, I mean, for you, CJ, do you come up with, or I think you do, original recipes or, I mean, different ideas of variations? Was it your last beer you were saying, kind of a pale ale IPA? Yeah, it was, and then I changed it around a little bit because I didn't have the right hops, and I, and I, I wanted, I'm not supposed to do this, but I wanted a little higher alcohol, so I bumped up the two-row a little bit, and, I, and then I did talked to one of my brewer friends and he said next time you brew this beer re- reduce the caramel malt by half and you'll get a it won't it won't be as dark and i said okay thank you that that, that sounds about right but uh, is this uh, what, no, no that's no. not it okay no. but i was just saying the color though i think a nice caramel color would be nicer but they think it should be lighter then for for the for the Sierra Nevada style yes oh for that particular style yeah, but other than that it, it was a good beer and we already drank 4 gallons of it in about a a week. Oh, wow. A week. There you go. <laughs> oh, I, I see. So, you know, for it to be a good clone, it has to be a little, you know, lighter. But, I mean, with there's no rules, I guess, when it comes to that. If it's a little darker, if oh, there's yeah, a little fire. And it's still homebrew, so. Yeah. So, uh, so you mentioned about, you know, different alcohol contents, and the IPAs have higher and double i know we hear about double ipas i don't triple ipas is that something you've you've worked with or double no I, I i'm not a big fan of those big big beers they usually take a they're a little pricier to make yeah. and a lot of work and i'll occasionally drink them but i like the beers that will keep me up for a while uh-huh. <laughs> So you have a lot of, you know, different uh, beers that, you know, you want to brew. How about, like, the darker beers, the stouts and that? Have you attempted I've, that? Yeah, I've, I've done an oatmeal stout with my buddy Dave Smith. That was good. And I and I do have a new kegerator I got. So next year I'm going to attempt to do an Oktoberfest. I never made a lager, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a whirl. Oh, so this is your first lo- lager? I mean, you've got to watch. Well, that, this was an ale, but... Yeah. Um, now, I, so to lager, right. you need a, fr- a a fridge that you can control the oh, temperature. Yeah, I was just going to ask. And my, about and my that. kegerator has temperature control on it, so oh. I can still have a keg in there to drink, but there's enough room for a carboy, so I can lager my beer at at, at forty degrees or fifty degrees or whatever whatever I need to. Oh, so you have to have a colder temperature with lagers than ales. Then yes, uh, yes. Oh. So lo- ales ferment on the bottom lagers ferment on the top so wow yeah there's a lot of a lot of things you know you have to to know about these uh these things so you mentioned now that you mainly keg but i mean with competitions then you have to obviously bottle then yeah oh yeah but right now i'm just getting back into it so right now i'm just going to be kegging which is fine and drinking drinking good beer at home since you like you said you you have uh, you know the these taps that's that's the, the the way to do it and you also mentioned that you mix in with commercial beers you like to drink commercial and craft brew everything huh? oh yeah of course oh yeah well, right now I, I'm drinking a commercial uh, sweetwater g13 IPA which is the, the the sweetwater hemp IPA it's really it's really good 
Not too much hemp, but just yeah. enough. <laughs> so there's actual hemp in there, huh? Oh, yeah. So that's, that's uh, interesting. So you consider yourself a lover of just about mo- most all beers, commercial, craft, yep, cold yep. brew? The only thing I don't like in beer is coffee. Oh, yeah. A little coffee is okay, but I'm not a coffee drinker, so if it's primarily coffee is the main ingredient, I'm probably not going to like it. Oh. But, but sometimes you don't have to put coffee in the beer. You can yeah. just get it from the malt. Yeah. It gives it like a coffee, coffee roasty flavor. So, yeah, I, I know that the malt uh, will develop these different flavors, and there might not be fruit or coffee in there because it's the the, the malt that's doing it, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh. So and then so we, today we did a we did a new procedure at the club. Everybody that brought home beer, we were going right. to judge our beer, and I had yeah. John Sather judge the beer, and it didn't too too bad. I got like a thirty-seven out of fifty. And it's not an award-winning beer, but it's still still a pretty good beer. And that's a new procedure we're going to do here, so everybody will know what people might judge their beer before they enter it, so they know what they're up against. But, but then again, every, every competition is different. Like, you could win a gold medal with this people, and then you could get nothing with the next competition. It's all up to the judges and what they think. Okay, CJ. And, yeah, we want to uh, let our audience know, encourage them to come to the Central Florida Homebrewers. Seems like a lot of great changes uh, go, going on. So uh, so if people are interested and, you know, if, and, and if you have any if people have any questions, they could uh, contact you or anybody in the, the club. I mean, when they see them, you're always willing to lend a helping hand. Huh? Yes, I am. <laughs> Oh, great. Uh, so, uh, CJ, any, if we appreciate your time, and we'll let you get back drinking some great beer. But any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention about your beer or the club? Or Nope, everything's good. It's just let's move on. It's a new year, and let's drink some new beers we haven't tried in. And- and have a great year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Okay. My guest has been uh, C.J. Ahern from the Central Florida Home uh, Brewers here at uh, Brew Theory in beautiful Orlando, Florida, as the Central Florida Home Brewers have their uh, monthly membership meeting. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Brew Theory, 400 Pittman Street in beautiful Orlando, Florida, as we are here for the Central Florida Home Brewers General Membership uh, Meeting. And uh, with me today is uh, Matt Hunsworth uh, from the uh, club. And Matt, it's a pleasure and honor that you could join me today. And first of all, we, we know it's the new year, so for you... As a brewer, as a home brewer, how do you approach the new year? I mean, do you have a lot of resolutions or you have, like, a lot of big ideas? Like, you write down 10 beers you want to brew, or what's your process? Uh, man, that's a good question. I, I My new year, I, I didn't call it a resolution, but I guess that's what it kind of is. My new year's goal is to improve on the beers that did well last season. Right. I won a few medals, not a whole lot, but a, but a couple in a couple styles. So I want to improve those and see if I can make the scores better and do better and better competitions. And I guess the unofficial resolution that I didn't realize until you put it in that frame is to to step out of my comfort zone and right. try styles that I haven't brewed before or typically don't think I like. Maybe I can stumble upon 
one uh, a version I like, or at least understand the beer better and actually en- end up appreciating it, apart from liking or not liking it. Oh, so yeah, to create different, you know, different styles. I mean, do you have uh, ideas of beers that you normally don't create as far as styles that you'd like to do? Yeah, I don't do a whole lot of. Uh, I, I don't do hadn't done any lagers until the end of last year because I didn't have a temperature control for the uh, the amount of beer that I brew, but I do now. So lagers is definitely a step out of my comfort zone because I never had done that before. I typically I used to think I didn't like Belgian beers, but it turns out I just didn't like the Belgian beers I was trying, which is incredibly ironic because my wife has always said she doesn't like beers and I always preach you just haven't had a beer you like well here I am in the same situation just it's more style dependent in my case but uh, so Belgian beers I'm going to explore a little bit more so lagers Belgian beers out of my comfort zone in my comfort zone anything that's red brown or amber because you in fact you can see the one I have in my hand right now it's anything that has that color I mean, most people don't order beers by color, but I've had such yeah, luck like since I was 21 years old ordering a beer of this color, and I've loved about almost every one I've tasted. So for you, Matt, you mentioned out of your comfort zone. Well, what's your general feeling about, you know, things like fruits and nuts and spices in general then? In a beer? Yeah. If it's done well and it's balanced and it's not like just uh, done to just done to do it, which I've, right. I've tasted some beers, not home brews, but a lot of these smaller breweries do something extreme to kind of get your attention uh if it's balanced if it complements the style and it works well absolutely positively nothing wrong with that we just tasted we're doing some bjcp score sheet exercises just behind us here we tasted a hazelnut brown where it's like the brown beer was excellent on its own and the hazelnut was just enough on top of that that the two things that work together well like i said when they work together when they're balanced when they complement each other there's i love it Great. Uh, so that's the key is to, to make sure that everything is balanced uh, together then, huh? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's you don't want a <laughs> you don't want a beer that uh, I'm trying to think of an example I've had. We we just had a watermelon pepper beer mm. and it was um it was interesting. It was uh, I don't know how... I'm not sure where I'm trying to say here. It was more of a, a gimmick beer right, than the right, style beer, which is right, which right. is fine for, for a commercial thing. If I were tasting that or making that myself, I would find more of a base beer that pepper and watermelon compliments, although I can't think of one off the top of my head, so I'm not sure that's a good example. But, yeah, yeah balance is the key. I'm trying to reiterate what you just said. And, you know, you talk about, uh, Matt, about, you know, brewing outside your comfort zone. I don't know if this is, but last segment we had CJ talking about all the plans he has for these clones. You know, you take commercial beers and then you, 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 you make your own homebrew. Is that, is that something you've thought of? Or? I've done that before, too, which is nothing wrong with that. If you find a beer you like, and w- actually I think it's a, good, really, a really good learning tool. Because if you find a beer you really like and you want to understand what goes into making a beer you like, it probably makes you a better brewer. So if the closer you're able to clone a beer you like, you have a better understanding of what goes into that beer and you can translate that into a new recipe of your own. 
Okay, uh, Matt. Now we understand that you're on the like education com- committee Correct. for this club. So basically, what you're you're doing is you know having all these different programs and all all these different I- ideas then for you know new brewers and experienced home brewers. Yeah, then or- yeah. We have uh, education was always uh, historically a part of this club. It's not been something we've done since I've joined, and. Our president, our our executive board, Jim, John, Laurie, they were looking for someone to head it up. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not the, the most experienced brewer here. I'm not the least experienced brewer here. But I know the things, some things I do that are a little out of the ordinary or out of the normal realm of brewing that not everyone does that I'm comfortable enough to talk about. Maybe we can build something from that. And they liked the idea. And I drew up the couple plans and that's what we're going with and i'm hoping my stepping forward motivates more people to share what they know that might everyone might not do as well it's 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 kind of trying to light a fire under the community through education let's get out there let's share more let's brew more let's get into more competitions and let's really put central florida homebrewers on the map where it deserves to be so that that's the idea to to get everyone to share their knowledge and uh, you know share what they 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 know and then you know it's it's helpful suggestions. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Everybody here has something they can teach everybody else here. I've learned that in the I've only been a member for a year. This is my one year anniversary. I've learned everybody in this room has something they can share and make everybody else in the room a better brewer. And that's what I want to try to get a snowball effect going with. And for our listeners out there that are thinking about home brewing, and that might be a New Year's resolution, the first step, you encourage people to come and and learn. It's not like you've got to know this or that. You just come, huh? If you are even curious how beer is made, come here. If you just like beer and want to learn more about what goes into the process of making that beer you like, come down here. Even if you have no desire or... Uh, to brew yourself. I mean, uh, we are not only a homebrew club, but we're a social club as well. We got a little something for everybody that enjoys craft beer. And I think if you are just curious in the process and how it's done, you're going to end up wanting to learn more as well. But it's open to everybody that enjoys craft beer. And I encourage anyone that's even remotely interested of how big of a world craft beer is from the making of beer to what you have in your glass. You're going to find out a lot in this club. And and come to a meeting and find out for yourself. And when you also, on the other end of it, encourage if there's experienced home brewers, do you feel, Matt, that you could always learn new, new th- I mean, I don't consider myself an experienced home brewer. You know, I'm still, well, maybe not an intermediate beginner, but there, I'm always willing yep. to learn new things. Is that, that kind of Unless you're Charlie Perpazian or Gordon Strong, I would say you're going to be able to learn something from somebody here. There's the only two guys I would say, we'd love to see you here, but I don't know if there's anything in for it. But everybody else except for those two guys, yes, I think so. And we also want to let everyone know that this year is going to be the 30th anniversary of the of the Sunshine Challenge. And uh, do you encourage new members to uh, to have be- have beers yep. or to yes. enter beers or? Well, if, if they're not ready to enter beers, come along for that weekend because my first one was last year. I had an absolute blast between the, the beers we were drinking, the beers we were sharing, watching friends that I've made over those past. It was only six months back then, win awards, 
It's a great. It's a, it's a. It's one of the, the best beer event weekends. I've done a lot the past two years. That was one of my favorites, and I, I encourage everybody to check that one out as well too. And Matt, one of the things that I like about this club is that I'm sure you and a lot of the people are willing to do like you know maybe brew with people, show show them if you're doing doing it right. Is is that it that you can do that? Or? Well, that's another thing I didn't talk about in this meeting, but I can I'll bring it up here. I wanted to start a collaboration program as well, where we get two people that want to work on some kind of beer together, right, right. whatever style it may be. Maybe I'm good at uh, red ales and my friend here is good at IPAs. Well, let's combine our forces and make a red IPA. Let's do a collaboration. Like, I want to, I didn't want to throw too much, again, it's been a year since we've had an education program. I didn't want to throw too much at the wall and, and look like we were just in over our heads. But that's something I would like to do down the line as well is, is not match people up, but let people give the opportunity to to pair up and do some collaborations and bring them to the club and add that to the education, add that to the to our BJCP training, add that to the entire th- everything we're doing this year. Okay, Matt, we do really appreciate uh, your your time, and it sounds like uh, you know the club is doing well, a lot of great ideas, and the, so the first step, the first Sunday of the month here yep. at Brew Theory, and uh, yeah, I don't know, do you have, maybe that's something we could work on, is like a welcoming co- committee, you know. Yeah, if somebody comes in, find you or find me and say, yeah. hey, you know, I heard this. I just want to learn yeah. more. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that's something we could get going in the next meeting. Okay, man. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? No, I'm just looking forward to 2020. We got a lot going on in the club. I'm happy to be a part of it. And let's, let's like I said, my main goal is to put Central Florida Brewers in the spotlight it deserves this year. And I'm going to do all I can. And and get everybody in behind me and as many people in front of me, too, to get that done as we can this year. Okay, my guest has been Matt Hunsworth from the Central Florida Home uh, Brewers, and uh, you're listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Brew Theory, 400 Pittman Street, beautiful Orlando, Florida. The Central Florida Home Brewers are having their general membership meeting, and please stay with us for a very last segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as today we're at Brew Theory at 400 Pittman Street in beautiful Orlando, Florida, as we are here for the Central Florida Home Brewers General Membership Meeting. With me is Jim Gilson, who is the new vice president of Ales. Ales. So, uh, Jim, we're, we're, we're blessed and honored you could be here today and tell us all about, uh, you know, what you'll be doing. So we, we asked Matt in the previous segment about the idea that it is the new year. And are you the type of person that, you know, has all these New Year's resolutions for what you're going to make as far as ciders and, and, and that? Or you just kind of feel it out? Well, I, I pretty much just feel it out. Uh, I do have a resolution to uh, make more ciders this year. Uh, I would like to do a mead, but uh, that's not set in stone. That's kind of on the wish list. And uh, I am definitely going to do a sour. Um, my beautiful wife, Kathleen, a couple years ago made what we call the Doomsday Goose. And it turned out inc- just a perfect uh, beer. It was unfortunate we only had uh, five gallons of it. 
So we'll definitely be doing a cider this year, probably several. We'll be doing a sour. And more than likely, we'll be brewing for the uh, Stout and Stogie party coming up. But I'm unsure what style that'll be. So the speaking of uh, Stouts and Stogies, so this is an event that the club puts on and uh, is pretty much what it sounds like. You know, you have Stouts and you have Stogies uh, cigars. So this is an event that's very cigar friendly. (laughs) Yes, Yes, it is. Uh, This is an event we've been uh, lucky enough to uh, hold in our backyard uh, over the last couple years. I'm not sure how many we've had. Uh, it's the idea behind it is where uh, you can get together around a bonfire, enjoy delicious beer. Usually, people bring stouts, uh, a bottle to share, or stouts to drink. Um, and we also have cigars. Most people will bring their own cigars. If not, I've usually got one or two tucked away that we can produce. So it turns into uh, a really nice uh, atmosphere of enjoying better beer. Uh, moving around the, the bonfire, enjoying the food, enjoying the stouts. A lot of camaraderie. Uh, we discuss the beers. We discuss whatever you want to. <clears throat> and one thing, uh, Jim, that we're talking about with, uh, you know, this particular club is there's a lot of home brewing, a lot of exchanging ideas, but there also is that social element that you do have fun events and just, uh, you know, have beer t- together. So to let our audience know they're thinking about that, they're, I mean, the kind of the focus wants to be about, you know, brewing, you know, and c- cider and all that, wine. But there is there is that uh, camaraderie, like you mentioned, then. There is, and I, I'm glad you brought that back up. <clears throat> one, one of the nicest things about an event like this is that, uh, or any of our events, is we encourage brewers to bring their home brew. Um, you you get to share your, your homebrew, whether it's a cider, a mead, a beer, whatever it might be, and you get to share it with like brewers. You get their input, uh, and you can also get some of their knowledge and experience of if they have brewed a style like what you have before and what's worked with them. Uh, it's really a, a no-pressure situation where... You can take your beer and, 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 and share it if you want to, or you can find a couple of people who you know are uh, proficient judges or have judged before. Or if it's just something you'd like to get a different idea on, uh, the flavors in it, the complexity of it. And, and that all comes about through the camaraderie there, where it's just a very laid-back, very easygoing atmosphere. And... Uh, it's nice because you can get an idea on what to do next time with your beer, or you can find out if somebody else gets the same flavors out of your beer as you do. And that's one thing, uh, Jim, that I always like to see is, uh, you know, other people's score sheets, other people's, you know, opinions of the beer to see, am I tasting what they're tasting? And that affects the way I brew that. And that's really good to bring up. <clears throat> One of the things that's difficult at times with being a home brewer, and I speak from personal experience, is uh, it's difficult to be totally objective on what I've brewed, on the on how well it matches to style, uh, what the hot profile is, whether it's complex at all, whether it's one or two dimensional, and whether or not there are any off flavors or off aromas in it. Uh, the score sheets can be sometimes somewhat difficult if 
a person hasn't taken their beer to not just their friends, but to somebody who might have an unbiased, objective uh, viewpoint, and when they taste it, talk to you about it. So when you get your score sheet back, it, it is much easier if that person tells you they taste X or they taste this in it, that you're not left scratching your head when you get your score sheet. Uh, one of the big things we're doing this year at CFHB is education. And by that, we're trying to get our members who are judges or who want to be judges or even stewards to understand uh, the what we'd like to see on a score sheet that we give back to those people who enter our competitions. We want to be objective and accurate and precise, and we want to give good feedback so that when anyone, even myself, gets a score sheet back, I can look at it and hopefully a light bulb goes off and I can say, okay, I understand that, and I pick my beer up and I taste that also. And that can lead me as a brewer to trying a different technique or if the judge has written down for me, possibly try a lower mash temp or possibly up this in your grain bill or a later hop addition, whatever it might be, it makes more sense that way in the long run when it's clearly spelled out. Wow. So, so yeah, there, there's, you know, so, so much uh, about, you know, beer and wine and cider and that, uh, you know, you, you don't really, really think about. But one thing I like about this club is you could go at, you know, at your own pace. You know, you don't have to feel pressure to brew. And I'm not sure if other clubs do this or not, but, but. You know, there's none of this like, well, you've got to brew so many beers this month. You know, you work at your own pace and you develop to where you want to be with it. That, that's exactly correct. And, and uh, the neat thing about this club is we've all started at one point or another to uh, brew beer. And that could be as easy as starting with uh, a partial mash or uh, an, an extract only excuse me, all the way up to an all grain. And so uh, I guess what I'm trying to say there is is that you can brew a good beer with appropriate type sanitation and following the instructions and a good grain bill, no matter what it is you're brewing or with what ingredients. And the nice thing about the club is that there's no pressure for you to be a, a highfalutin all grain brewer with uh, a totally electric system with sensors and valves and gauges and pumps. You can go as basic as just just having an, an all extract uh, using um, pelletized hops, uh, throwing in a, a bag of ice to cool your beer down, and then fermenting at the appropriate temperatures to the other end of the extreme, which is appropriate also. And I'm not sure if I can convey this correctly. You'll have to correct me if I don't. But it's nice because there's no pressure. We're not looking for you to brew five beers a month, six beers a month. What we want to encourage is you to experiment with your taste buds, what you would like to have as a beer, to try that style, get some feedback on it, uh, see if you want to adjust it or see if it's what you like. And through that process, you'll naturally move through whether you want to change your technique or your equipment that you brew with, uh, or you're happy with what you have. Uh, a lot of us brew to our own taste. Some of us will brew with adjuncts. 
For myself, when I brew a brown ale, occasionally I like to use a little bit of licorice because I like the flavor. It's not for everyone. I'm not expecting people to drink pints of it, but it's what I like, and it's what has helped me stay involved in the process of brewing and interested. Uh, I like this flavor. How can I incorporate it into a a well-brewed beer? Oh, that's... uh Great, uh, Jim. So we encourage everyone, you know, to come to uh, a, a meeting. And like I said, what's great about this club is every every level. Like we're we're saying that uh, even if you are, you know, master brewer, you, there's always something you could you could learn here, huh? There is. There actually is. It's uh, there's so many uh, advancements in the field of brewing that come around. I don't know if I should say daily, but, you know, on a monthly or yearly basis. If you look at the evolution of water treatment and all the great publications that have come out on that, when I first started brewing, uh, the main thing that we would worry about was letting our, our water, our tap water, sit out long enough so the chlorination would boil off. And now uh, there are books and literature and professional brewers among all of us that can tell us how to start with distilled water and build a water profile and make truly accurate uh, styles of beer. And as far as the water profile, that is something that is left to the uh, individual brewer. I know some brewers say, I'm just going to go to Publix to get a bunch of spring water. Others want to, uh, you know, get all the, you know, the, the chemicals or all the minerals, I should say, just right. So that, that, that's what's great, great about it. You could, you could go as, you know, scientific as, as you want with this. Huh? Exactly. And that, that's the part I've always enjoyed about being a home brewer and being involved with this club and this group of brewers is that uh, personally, I use the five gallons or six gallons of public spring water or whatever it might be, and that works perfectly for me. It's got enough nutrients. It's got a clean uh, uh, water profile, and, and it works for me, and I brew clean beers. And then the flip side is is we have people, and we've had people who are actual bona fide rocket scientists from NASA, and their systems are wonderful, elaborate, and they brew great beers too. So there's no pressure there's no pressure. The best thing about the club is we encourage people to give it a try. Your first one may not be perfect. <clears throat> maybe your second one's better, maybe not. But your third or fourth beer, it's going to be something that you're going to be happy to have. You've got bottles of it or kegs of it. You share it with your friends and family, and it's delicious. It's extremely rewarding. And the taste of fresh beer versus bottled is beyond compare. I always say that it's the difference between having a loaf of bread that was baked fresh that day versus something that's been sitting on a shelf for several weeks. Okay, uh, Jim, we really appreciate your your time. And if anyone, again, we want to stress this, is interested, the first Sunday of the month here at... uh, Brew Theory, and uh, we do encourage everyone to check their website be, uh, because of the fact that, you know, I think you'll be here for a while then, huh? I think we will. I think we really enjoy this location. Uh, the beer here that they brew in-house is extremely clean and to style. Uh, there's food available, uh, parking is easy, and it's a nice central location. Okay, any final thoughts or anything uh, else uh, to uh, you would like to mention here? I would. Uh, I'd like to talk about the Stout and Stogie one sure, more time, sure. if I could. 
So the Stout and Stogie is generally designed to be for our club members, but that's not set in stone. Uh, the reason it's uh, designed more to be for our club members is we get a good idea of what the head count's going to be. Right. We tend to put uh, food out, and it lets me know how many cars I can fit in my front yard. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, is we like to tell people that it's a backyard environment, wear sensible clothes, there's going to be a bonfire, and and then come and enjoy yourselves. So if you're not a member, you are, of course, welcome. We just would like to know that you're going to be there. Okay. <clears throat> so the best way is to respond. How, how did they, they do that? To I, that? I would suggest go to the uh, Facebook page for the Central Florida Homebrewers and look for the event and then RSVP. And like any successful event, you don't want to have... Uh, run out of food and beer, yeah. so we want to make it a good time where you get to meet great people, great conversations, you share ideas, and it's just the camaraderie will, uh, it's just fantastic. And they could bring beer that they brewed that night then, start the process right there then. <laughs> Most certainly, we encourage that, we really do. We encourage people to share their homebrew, get as much input as you can, uh, and enjoy the process of it, most definitely. Okay, thanks so much, Jim. My guest has been uh, Jim uh, Gilson, the Vice President of Ales for the Central Florida Home uh, Brewers. And uh, you've been listening to the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz. Uh, what, was there anything else, Jim? I just wanted to say thanks, Mike, for the opportunity to, to come onto the mic and talk a little bit. It's a great hobby. We appreciate you and what you do. Okay, thanks so much. And as I said, the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Brew Theory, 400 Pittman Street in beautiful Orlando, Florida. As we are here at the Central Florida Home Brewer General Membership Meeting, and my guest is Jim Gilson. And please catch us again next time. You've been listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and home brew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week.